Hey, what's up? This is Kev from the Falafel House Fantasy Football Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch, and when I say Pleakley, I mean it's really pathetic 59-year-old Kevin McDonald from the Kids in the Hall, stupid head, and you're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee! Woohoo! Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of... The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way Podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sun, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOway.com is where you can find us today. We are talking about some dizzy travel-related news with our resident travel agent, Lee Lastavica. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join in our discussion, we have a resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. Hey, Eli. hey, 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 how you doing hey, out there? Hey, hey, uh, hey. Horse racing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, are you ready for the Kentucky Derby? Oh, I'm so psyched to see it. Uh, yes, who who gets the prize? Who gets to turn into glue last? There's so many questions to be had. Did you pick out your favorite hat? <laughs> <laughs> Got my big old bug-eyed shades that I'm going to wear yeah. right there. Yes. You look good, man. You look good. I mean, that's, I thought so. I mean, they match with my shoes. Ah, I feel it. Mm-hmm. And also, speaking of shoes and matching, we have a resident travel agent for Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy TA, Lee Lastavica. Who you got your money on, Lee? I was a little confused because when I heard Kentucky, I thought fried chicken. So I got excited, but it's like, oh, Kentucky Derby. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I'm just over here thinking about chicken. Yeah, thinking about cockfighting. Threw me yeah. off, man. Threw me off. I was like original or crispy or grilled. Spicy. I don't, yeah, that I don't would know. be an interesting race, right? A bunch of chickens have to run for their life. <laughs> the top five get to survive. The last five become either choice you want for KFC. Like I think there's an incentive in that while being chased by Colonel Sanders lookalike. Exactly, you know, Lovely. Kentucky Fried Derby. Yes. <laughs> They're like, come on, extra crispy. Run, run for your life, extra crispy. Well, guys, look, welcome to the Magic Army Podcast. As you can tell, we are a discussion based podcast. If you're looking for something more like NPR documentary style, that's just not us. That's not how we do things, man. We're going to entertain you, give you a lot of information. It's going to be a lot of fun. And today, at Lee, well, won't you tell them what kind of news stories that are Disney travel leaders that we're going to be chatting about today? Just, just a quick little, you know, here's a little tease for you. Throw it in their faces and say, mm, suck on that. Oh, yeah. So you can suck on some new discounts that just came out. You could uh, suck on these new character meals that are coming back. I don't like the way he's speaking to us. <laughs> Would you like to suck on a character meal? I don't, I don't see too many listeners booking packages uh, with these new discounts with you, Lee, when you put it quite like that. I mean, he may have some new customers. They might be a little creepy. I was hoping, I was hoping for something a little more sexy. That, that seems a little aggressive. Who wants to suck on a discount? <laughs> like he's a choke me or pull my hair or exactly. something. 30%. Suck on it. And what else? Is there anything else that we're talking about? And then we also got the uh, new Moana, possible Moana refurbishment going on at the Poly. So ah. 
you know, take your choice. A lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff to talk about. A little couple little controversies in there. We'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah, so it's um, definitely a good, well-rounded travel-related show. So, guys, look enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go discuss some Disney travel-related news. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the queue. And this is a segment of the show in which we discuss the news and happenings in the world of Disney today. And for today, as I said in the beginning of the show, we're discussing a lot of Disney travel related news. So who else better than to lead us on this discussive journey than our own travel agent, Lee Lasavega? So Lee, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir. Where would you like to start? Um, let's start with a couple of restaurants. They're going to be back uh, in business, so to speak. Um, just in case you're like catching up on episodes and you're listening to this three years from now or something, there was this little thing going around called COVID-19. And a lot of restaurants, especially Character Mills, were, have been closed down uh, in Walt Disney World, even when the parks reopened. And so as of this recording, two of them are coming back online. And that would be uh, Hollywood and Vine and... Uh, Cinderella's Royal Table, which is, of course, in the Magic Kingdom. So uh, both these restaurants have been closed and will be opening again uh, in September. Nice. Yeah. So let me give you a quick breakdown. This is from the official Disney Parks blog. At Disney's Hollywood Studio, there's some Halloween fun in store at Hollywood and Vine, where Minnie's seasonal dining is set to return on September 25th. While it may look a little different than the last time you visited, you can get in the spooky spirit during Minnie's Halloween Dine with a monster feast served to your table where you'll be able to wave and snap photos of your favorite characters such as Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, and their friends. It's a boo-tastic time filled with Halloween decor and music, scary good food, and more. Will you get to be in the photos with your friends that you're taking pictures of, or are you just like sitting at your table and taking pictures of them as they stand there? Voyeur-like. Yeah, because it sounds, you know, the, it doesn't sound like the characters are going to be coming up to your table. Uh-huh. So it is a character meal, but you're not going to have the characters as much interaction, it sounds like. It sounds like they're just going to kind of, you know, be in the background. You can take some pictures. I mean, I guess you could take a selfie with them in the background or something like that, but it doesn't sound like there's photo opportunities one-on-one with the characters. So how are they making it feel Halloween-ish? Um, I, I don't have any specific details, but if you see the pictures, you see Minnie dressed in her Halloween outfit. So just like, you know, they had themed it before for, you know, Hollywood version or whatever. Uh, this sounds like it's going to be a, a Halloween version with the characters in their Halloween costumes and things like that. Oh, one of the characters slowly whispers in your ear. Oh, does he? Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Do the social distance and they just throw candy at you. <laughs> and then you turn around and like, whoa. Can they whisper in your ear from six feet away? Well, I don't know. You know, Disney's got that 3D sound thing that got going on. So I'm sure oh, they can come up with something. Like, you remember in Hollywood Studios, they used to get the haircut, and he's like, oh, man, somebody's behind me. That little sound booth. Maybe mm-hmm. they can do something like that. I don't know. And it says you can uh, have a monster feast. It kind of implies there may be some Halloween-themed Meat? food. It just sounds like bad puns to me. I mean, yeah. the whole thing was just <laughs> nothing but puns. That just sounds like a buffet. Like, really. be specific. If I'm coming here 
for a Halloween treat, I, I want more than just a character in a costume that I get to take a picture at from a six feet away. Yeah, I mean, it does say here, too, if you go back to what I said, it says Halloween decor. So it sounds like the restaurant will be decorated as well. Okay, good. Um, I looked at the menu, and I don't know if this might change later, but there's nothing on this menu that indicates anything that's Halloween-related or even even has a Halloweenish name or a spooky name. Well, you um, know, if Galaxy's Edge has taught us anything, they can't really change names because people freak out. That is true. Yeah. All right, so also opening is Cinderella's Royal Table, beginning September 24th. Guests can enjoy dining in the enchanted fairy tale setting of Cinderella's Royal Table at Magic Kingdom Park. Enjoy a delicious regal banquet with unforgettable main courses, ranging from roasted chicken breast, tenderloin of beef, to the chef's fish of the day. The princesses will be taking a break from their royal duties greeting guests, but they, there will be plenty of delicious fare and fun to be enjoyed in this beautiful one-of-a-kind restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think that is a pretty good indication that I will not be eating a Cinderella's Royal Table anytime soon. Uh, what does that mean? They'll be taking a break at a character. Yeah, you're meal. getting the same basic uh, average to below average food, but no princesses. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, what it's, wow. Yeah. Again, just storyline writing, <laughs> creative. But, oh, they're <laughs> not forbidden from going to your table. They're just on holiday. <laughs> She's looking for her glass slipper right now. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like how they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Tiana took a break real quick because uh, she had to go, uh, you know. She had to make us some beignets. Right. They would always make up something and then come back and then uh, there'd be a new Tiana. Yeah, on. who is out on an adventure? Mulan couldn't make it because she had to release her movie and, yeah. uh, start, and collect all the money. And the- mm-hmm. I just like, I, I wish it was, you know, like anything else, I wish they'd give you a little break on the price if it's going to not be the full experience. <laughs> uh, right, right. That ain't happening. <laughs> That ain't. We've talked about that yeah. a few times. Yeah. That is not happening. That's not happening. We'll get into that in a little bit. I'm sure. Yes. Absolutely. How much time you got? How much time you got? So, um, so in addition to those two restaurants, uh, Gaston's Tavern and ABC Commissary will also be opening up as well. Your counter service, not a big deal, but it's good to have a few more options in the parks. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, especially something different. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up. Uh, there is a new discount out for the fall season, um, and this one, this one kind of grabbed my attention simply because there's a little twist in it to where I haven't seen this before. But Ooh. if you are the resident of select states, you can get a different discount than the other fifty. I mean, the other forty or however many states are not included. <laughs> <laughs> ones that aren't included. We gotta love that math. Hold on, one, two, three, four, five, Pair six. the one. It's exactly 10. All right, cool. Awesome. And if you're in the other 40 states, I guess you're just screwed. But um, you can take care, of, uh, take advantage of the other discount that's offered. But there is a different discount available for certain states. So if you're the resident of Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana. Yeah, us. He said our name. We live here. Uh, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. All of those particular states get a different discount than the general public. Those are all the like the one-day driving states. Yeah, I, I was trying to see the correlation. I thought, well, maybe these are some, they're trying to bring in some low COVID numbers or something. But then I was like, no, Louisiana is on there, so that's not it. And why is Louisiana <laughs> not Texas? Because like, f- y'all. Because you motherfuckers left us out when that whole thing was going. 
What'd you say? They left us out. What? They they left, when the, during the whole quarantine, the COVID thing, they blocked us out of their state. Or they had to be searched and stuff. You know? Well, well, well. Oh, they, don't trust, yeah. they don't trust the us. The chickens right. have come home to roost, sir. Right. They don't trust us around there. <laughs> yeah. You know, just because there was some bad seeds during Katrina don't mean you got to judge us all by that. That's right. That's right. No, but this makes sense because, I mean, to me, the most dangerous thing you can do right now, and I'm just giving you my opinion, is flying. Because you're breathing in the recirculated air. So, I mean, why not incentivize it for people who can just jump in a car and drive as opposed to people coming from further away that may need to take a plane that may get infected and get into your parks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Who wants infection on a vacation? They basically just opened up the radius of uh, uh, people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Open that radius. Like, I mean, we can make it to Walt Disney World in like 10 hours easy, you know? Sure. Yeah. So if you're a resident of those states, you can save up to 30% on uh, select rooms, and uh, you can travel between September 4th and December 25th, and you can book those rooms up to December 25th. Wow, right through Thanksgiving, too. Interesting. Yeah, and that's another thing. There's no blackouts for these dates as well. I mean, I'm I'm sure they have certain... like anything else um they're trying to resurrect their holiday season i think maybe maybe but i mean there's going to be a certain amount of people they're going to let in anyway so there's those restrictions but they're not saying oh you know september through december except for this week and not this week and the third you know friday of the month and all this other stuff but it's just like straight up any dates between september 4th and december 25th you can get that discount and so it's like 30 percent is the deluxe villas and the deluxe resort says 25 percent for the moderate resorts, 20% for the value resorts. Yeah, and then- so I, I broke it down in a minute. I'll, I'll give you some, some more details on the actual number numbers. Um, then the, the other offer is basically for anyone. You can save up to $500 on a four-night, four-day Walt Disney World room and ticket package. So on that particular discount, you do have to have four days of tickets to get the discount. Uh, same date, September 4th through December 25th. And that's a four-night minimum, but you can stay longer if you want. You can get more tickets if you want. But when you go to book that discount, it automatically puts four nights of tickets on your package, 100%. There's that. So those are the two offers. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting to just see like what that meant numbers-wise. And you know, let's take a look at this uh, like September. I don't know. Let me just look at September 4th through the 8th or something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. So I pulled up some numbers, and boom, right away I ran into a problem. There are no availability in any parks for September 5th and September 6th. Of course, Labor Day weekend. Well, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Let me pull the next week. But I was a little surprised. I wouldn't say surprised, but I keep hearing how empty the parks are, and there's, you know, oh, it's like, it's not that busy, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, they, they reach capacity for a holiday weekend, so they're somewhat busy. So, like, we could go, but we wouldn't be able to go to a park. We'd just be hanging out in the rest of that resort. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you, depending on if you, you know, if you're a non-Louisiana resident, if I, like me, I'd have to get four days of tickets. So, what am I going to do with four days of tickets if I can go to the parks for two days? Uh Aha. Ah, sounds like a restriction. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so, yeah. So, I said, well, let me pull up the next week. And that's what I did. So, you were exactly right on those numbers, Danny. Um for those 10 states, if you looked at uh, nightly rates, um, and Pop Century, of course, is the only value resort open right now, $180 a night rack rate, you get it for $144 a night, 20%. Now, I think Disney's Art of Animation is going to be reopening in November, though, right? So it'll it, you'll have like a month of that? Sure. A little oh, more? 
Yeah, and then you also got Coronado's opening. Mm, okay. Yeah, in October. Yeah. So you do have some options. Again, I just pulled up a random week in September, so that's what is available if you wanted to go right now. Mm-hmm. And then Caribbean Beach, uh, looked at Preferred Room because why would you not stay in a Preferred Room at Caribbean Beach if it's available? Because mm-hmm. you're going to have a crappy vacation if you don't. Sure. Uh, 349 rack rate, 262 with the discount. That's 25%. And Contemporary, 638 a night, 446 with the discount, so a 30% discount. So it's exactly 20, 25, 30. Now, the discount doesn't seem as enticing once you add tickets and everything else in, but it is what it is. You know, the discount is off the room, so you are getting that 20, 25, or 30%. But I said, well, let me look and see how it looks when I add the tickets and stuff in. So for that same discount, Pop Century, the rack rate for for four nights would be 2682 The general public discount, you're getting it for 2569 so you're saving 4% off your total with your tickets. And with the special states, twenty five twenty, so you're saving six percent off your total with tickets. It feels so little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even taxes, right? So it's kind of like, ugh. Yeah, it's not even taxes. You're right. But now, if you're a, if you're an AP holder or you're you know a local, uh, something like that, then it's not as you can take advantage of that of the uh, the room only discount. But it's like forty percent off for them, right? Yeah, Local's got a great discount right now. I didn't run numbers on it, but I was looking at something the other day for just for fun, just to, you know, not be so depressed. Let me just make up a vacation in my mind and, 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 and book it out and see what it would cost. And yeah, man, you can get some really good rates for uh, Local's right now. You know, but it's still, it's 5% more than what they normally yeah. would be offering during this time of year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a discount in general, so, you know, no one's going to complain about that. Because I remember saying, like, uh, about the whole idea of them doing the I, I don't want to die package. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. Okay, I, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was a certain listener who said online, well, Disney would love to do a discounts, but they absolutely can't do discounts right now. But I, I kind of said, yeah, well, look, it's got to be like a Godfather type offer. You know, the offer you can't refuse. Mm-hmm. I can refuse this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same way. Yeah, you're still talking about no park hopping, no fireworks, yeah, way same. reduced hours, no character, no water parks. Uh, you know, so I mean, yeah, this is a discount, and God bless them, it's better than what they normally do. But for all that they've taken away, <laughs> yeah, no, th- this is not the Godfather offer that I need to go. You can refuse it. That the oh, yeah. I could definitely refuse it. Yeah. What if they put a horse head in your bed? Then do you? Would probably go and be like, okay, I get it, Disney, I'm coming. <laughs> I mean, if the horse talks to you, I mean, I mean, hey, that's interesting. It was the one that lost the Kentucky Derby. He's like, oh. <laughs> I did not realize we had so many Kentucky Derby fans, so Harry might want to go and <laughs> tie it in. Yeah. But you know, I said that back then. I said that what they were doing was they were looking to see what Universal was doing because and, and, Universal had offered discounts, and I kind of felt like that's what they were doing. They were playing it safe. They were waiting to see what Universal did. And whether or not it brought people back to the parks and whether or not, you know, they got bad press for doing it. And sure enough, two or three weeks ago, you get the report. Universal's attendance is up. They're out doing Disney. No bad press. Nothing like, oh, my God, Universal's you know going to kill everybody. And yeah. here we are a couple of weeks later. Typical reactive Disney. And I don't blame them for this. But I mean, at least they've done something. Well, it's. I, I, it's like anything else, man. Like you want to sell your product for the highest price, po- highest price possible. That's just, you know, 
that's just economics. That's supply and demand. You know, you want to get the most you can for your product. And especially now, you know, I mean, they still got employees furlough. They still got, you know, operating. Uh, they can't bring in their, their national employees for, for Epcot, things like that. So, you know, I'm not mad at them. I just think it's interesting that 30% sounds good, but when you actually add tickets and everything in, the best you get is a uh, 18% discount at Contemporary with a special state discount. It's basically you're going to save 18% total with tickets and everything. Yeah. So I can tell you all that this is this is enough for, for me to go. This <laughs> no. is enough? You said, oh, is it's, it it's enough? It's not enough. Okay, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. enough for me to go. I, it, there's not as much uh, of a difference between the rack rate and what I get as my special yeah. state discount to warrant that. I mean, it's still within above 2000 and it's like a $100 or $120 oh, yeah. difference. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know? Well, again, if you say to Pop Century, you well, you'd be spending more because this was just, I just priced that out with one kid. Can you even stay at Pop? How many kids you got? You, know, you can't even do it. You gotta, you'd have to stay at Caribbean Beach, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that ain't the kids' fault. The <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Don't, don't penalize me. Yeah, don't penalize him because he loves his wife. You got a limit? Only three times. <laughs> <laughs> and all three of those XX chromosomes won, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. You don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance. Outnumbered, as they say. Yes. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like uh, this is the first attempt we've seen that they're actively trying to fill the hotels. So I, I am happy to see that they start now to try to coax. Maybe, yeah. maybe just to at least get tourists to think about coming back. Yeah. And letting them know maybe we'll see an ad campaign along the way about, look, look what we've done to make it safe over here for you. Please come back. Because that's the thing. You know, you see people online all the time. You'll see people post pictures of the Magic Kingdom on a Wednesday. And there's nobody there. And they look, look how empty the parks are. Look how dead it is. And you'll see people post pictures of them on a, on a Saturday. And like, oh, my God, look how many people are here. It's, and really, to me, if you're going to judge it, the way to judge it is how packed are the hotels? Because you don't know how many people in the parks are annual pass holders whose right. annual passes were already bought and paid for a long time ago. What you should be measuring it by is how packed are the hotels? Mm. Because those are the people spending $500 a night to stay there. Those are the people spending like close to $200 a meal. I mean, that's, that's revenue that Disney is just right now saying, okay, we're living without it. And now you're starting to see them try to get some of that revenue in. So I'm glad they're starting to try to return to some kind of level of uh, reduced normalcy. (laughs) Survival is a better way to put it because, yeah, I don't care how many people are in the parks. I mean, there's enough people out there with (laughs) annual passes that can fill the parks. I, I'm concerned. You're talking about from a business standpoint. From a business yeah, yeah. standpoint, if you want to see how they're doing, I say you look at the you look at the restaurants and uh, as many of those that are, that are open right now, right, Lane? Right. It's significantly reduced. Significantly. Yeah. No. That and that's that's the whole point. I've got three people in my family. <laughs> my tickets. Uh, it's about what? What's the average cost of a ticket right now to get into the Magic Kingdom? What? 120? 130? Yeah. Okay, and, and I'm paying five fifty to stay at the Grand Floridian or the Contemporary, or maybe I'll go to Art of Animation, stay at a suite, and pay about close to four hundred. I'm still spending more on my room that I'm never in <laughs> than I am on the on the. Well, now I guess you would be in your room a little bit more you because might, you <laughs> might spend more time at your resort. Now. Exactly. You, I mean, especially in the evening, right? The right. Parks are closed. 
at seven o'clock, whatever it is. So yeah, you would be spending a little bit more time, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. They want that resort money. They want that dining money. That's a whole revenue stream that really is off for them right now. And I'm glad to see that they're taking steps towards trying to get some of that back. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's supply and demand. So if the demand is low, you have to do something to increase that demand. Well, this ain't it. This is not it's a say, good start. Not good enough, start, yeah. and it's it's a fair start because I mean, obviously, you don't want to open the floodgates and you don't want to let everybody yeah. in. And at the same time, you want to be conservative. Numbers are going down with COVID, but not that significantly to where you can right. really uh, start doing stuff. So I mean, this is a it's a start. I'm glad that they're moving in this direction. Hopefully, this is an experiment that we're going to see evolve going forward. Yeah, um, another year, year and a half, you'll be able to eat again when you go down there. <laughs> That's the scary part. How long is it going to be till it's back to somewhat normal? But yeah. I mean, again, you know, there's definitely demand. It, the reservation system for the parks is booked up for Saturday and Sunday. You can if you if you're not there yet, you're you're not going in. That's um, I I heard that one of our agents uh, was posting today because she's in Universal and there's like. They're not doing a reservation system, but they have people not, they're not letting people in. They're turning people away because they're like, you know, we have too many people in already. That's what I want. If I want to know how things are doing, I just asked Lee, how many reservations do you book this week? If, <laughs> if the number is zero or one, I'm like, yeah, we got, got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did, I did get a, a request for October of this year today. So we'll see how that Yay, goes. Good job, man. Thank so you. good. It's starting. Yeah. <laughs> Or half. Right now, it's a half. It's not even one yet, but it's a half. <laughs> it's a half. But, I mean, seriously, you work for one of the bigger travel agencies out there, earmarked, all that good stuff, and mm-hmm. y'all are not booking anything right now. That tells you everything you need to know about who's in the parks right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And lastly, let's talk about Moana. Make way, make, make way. way. I'm building stuff. Make way. Give wallpaper and blankets and close it down. Make way. Make way. And when I'm done, you're gonna say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, gonna decorate this shit like the back of that crab's back. I mean, how far will they go? Shiny, That's the shiny. Yeah, shiny. that resort's gonna be shiny. Well, his place was scary. Well, yeah. So there was an announcement that the Polynesian opening up has been delayed till summer of 21. Um, so that in and of itself uh, was kind of a, kind of a disappointing news that, you know, we were expecting the Polynesian to come back online and it's not going to be back online. It's not going to be back online for a long time. Uh, but it looks like uh, that while they are closed, they're going to be doing a little refurb, a little makeover. And uh, putting some Moana into the rooms. Um, not full-blown uh, art of animation or, you know, all-stars type situation, but just some little Moana touches here and there into the guest rooms. Now, uh, just to clarify that, the DVC rooms at Polynesian are currently open, which means you could uh, either do the Deluxe Studios or you can do the... Um, Bungalows, if you got that kind of money, Bungalow. if you do, Bungalow, low, low, low. give me a call at 832-431-1821. Bungalow. Um, <laughs> so those are not part of this refurb, but it is because um, those are staying open, just like all the other DVC properties uh, right now. So um, there's several, several, several articles on this, but this is from the Disney Food blog. Ah. Um, yeah, they're pretty, pretty reliable, not too clickbaity for the most part. 
So it says, we learned that the reopening was delayed to create an opportunity to finish out some refurbishment work at the Polynesian. Now we got some more details on the whole new theme that we're coming to, to the Polynesian as part of the refurbishments. And what can we say except, you're welcome. Elements inspired by Disney's Moana will be soon coming to Disney's Polynesian, Polynesian Village Resort. What about the Polynesian? What's going to happen over yeah. there? <laughs> Polynesian! Weezy! Weezy! Polynesian! Weezy, baby! <laughs> Florence is going to show up in a hula skirt. Um, according to the Orlando Sentinel, a spokeswoman from Disney World said that changes to the guest rooms at the Polynesian will include a move to a Pacific Ocean-inspired color palette as well as details, patterns, and textures from Disney's Moana. That's very sp- specific. It is. Very specific. That's very Pacific. Yeah, what's the palette? <laughs> is that just like, what, greens and blues? or I don't know. Maybe some oranges red to match Moana's dress. Um, the color of tanned gents. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> I, that's why I was kind of like, what's the palette? What you mean, the what palette? Pacific Ocean inspired. So that does not necessarily mean, but I mean, that's island it just sounds like they just recolor, you know, repainting the area that it's already there, just with a different shade of said paint. That's how I interpret it. But. A wider shade of pale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the color of colonization is uh, colonizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, that's it. So I, I, the reason I wanted to talk about this is that when I read it and you see some of the articles and you read some of the comments, there seems to be somewhat of an aversion to putting some of these touches in deluxe resorts. Wait, like, who's a virgin? Madonna. A virgin. <laughs> she's like yeah. a virgin. Oh, she's, she's not right, right. Oh. a virgin. Like, yeah. like, but not really. Right. Yeah, you know, she, if she got a piece of Dennis Robin, she is not a virgin. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so there seems to be some aversion to putting some of these touches in these deluxe resorts. Um, so I kind of wanted to throw that out to you guys. Do you feel like this is something that is quote unquote beneath the deluxe resorts? Do, you know, like are they turning them into, as I said before, all-star resorts and art of animation? Is it, is there a danger in these becoming too, um, you know, taking away some of the ambience of the, of the deluxe resorts? No. I have to say no, so. <laughs> especially the way if the way they do it, you know, I mean, it's like if it's yeah, it's not <laughs> like they're plastering like Moana icons and Maui icons. So it looks like a exploded lunchbox. They're not putting fat heads <laughs> exactly. on the walls. <laughs> <of> the <laughs> You're not going to be embedded and look up at the ceiling and there's Maui's bone looking right at you from there. I mean, it's 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 they're going to put a hey, hey in the middle in the center court of the. Another fun there. That would be awesome. Hey, hey. Hey, he comes and greets you with those bug eyes and shit. That would be awesome. <laughs> Just knocking there. Yeah, I'd be like, I have some of that chicken. Yeah, I, I don't Yeah, I don't see what the problem is. It's just probably fear of the unknown. Uh, yeah, I think it's fear of the unknown. Fear and it's the also, unknown. There it is. <laughs> it's also traditionalism, which I understand. I mean, like, I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to the parks and the resorts as well. But this is something that Disney has proven to me time and time again that they know how to do right. I mean, I've seen them do it many times. The Grand Floridian is my favorite resort. I saw them add that Mad Hatter pool area. I thought it was a great addition. It looks incredible. Yeah, it was. I I saw them take Misner's Lounge, which I never wanted to go away, and replace it with Enchanted Rose. And I loved that place. I, I walked in there wanting to hate it. Right. And absolutely was blown away by it. When they redid the marble flooring 
and they injected the characters. That became like a really cool, fun game between me and Lily. Like, hey, all right, somewhere in the lobby is Pluto. Go find him. And she would have to go run around and find it. it as long as they do it with subtle touches, and then as long as they do it tastefully and, and fitting within the theme of the resort, and I, again, I think that they've proven that they can, then I don't see a problem with this. I mean, I trust them to do it. Like it, we talked before about, you know, like Splash Mountain. Uh, generally, when they, you, they take an existing ride that there was nothing wrong with, and they gut it, and they put something else in there because of public pressure. And I'm not just talking about Splash Mountain. I'm talking about Alien Encounter, where enough people were mad about how scary it was. And then they put Stitch's Great Escape, and they took something that was effective for what it was supposed to be and neutered it. And now it's closed. And now it's closed. And they seem to have that problem. Whenever they gut a ride and replace it with something else, I've seen enough to make me concerned when I see that they're going to do it again. When I see that they're going to add a nice little touch to a resort, Artist Point is the perfect example. I wanted to hate Artist Point. I did not hate Artist Point. I thought Artist Point, like, well, it's not called Artist. What was it called? Um, Lee, uh, help me out there. It's Artist the, Point, but it's the, the, the meal is Snow White something or other. Yeah, like well, it's like Enchanted Storytelling. I can't remember what it was. I, I went to that. was not impressed. You weren't impressed? I No, cause I guess because I was built up in my head, you know, your description of Artist Point, what I wanted it to be. I was a little too little too late to experience that. Yeah. And so for that, that kind of affected my experience with that. I mean, I thought it was cute and stuff, the way it looks. Well, that's funny that it affected your experience, even though that like, you never experienced it before right. that. The original, right. yeah. But I experienced the original, and I went in there set to hate it. Now, it helps that Dopey is my favorite character, and so finally getting a picture between me, my wife, and Dopey, yeah. that was just something special. And I thought they did a fabulous job for what it was. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, so, I mean... It does look cool in there. Sure. Uh, I'll give it that. It, 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 just looking around that restaurant looks really great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's it, it's part of the thing that I, was, uh, I was thinking of was the Grand Floridian when I was saying, you know, I, it doesn't bother me either because I know they're going to do a good job for it. It's not going to be overtly, like, in your face. Right. right. Neck and chest. Here are the characters. Boom. No, it's oh. going to look like something awesome, you know? Well, yeah, well, right, but the culture, the Polynesian culture is already present. Very exactly. So it's not even like a, it's more like a slight enhancement as opposed to a complete overhaul. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they haven't even given Moana her own attraction yet. What makes you think they're going to give her her own hotel? Yeah, and I think <laughs> we've talked about it before. Like, just say, hey, look, that's a character. Or that's an IP. I should say that should be incorporated in that area. I think we've had that talk. Yeah. A few times before yeah. in the I past. Mean, they, they always put those characters in late, well, long after they've had their due and stuff. And it's like, I mean, it would, it would be amazing if they could bring Moana into the Ohana. Because, Moana and Ohana? Yeah, because so many girls just want to meet Moana, and it, she's not out there anywhere. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, of course, everyone likes Stitch, and it's a, to this point, kind of a classic Disney movie, but... Dude, if you're going to do this, you might as well just bite the bullet, man, <laughs> and then take out Stitch and Lilo. Or maybe you do Lilo and Stitch still for breakfast and uh, Moana in the evening. Well, something I, like that. I, I think I think people are getting way too nervous about that. And obviously, I'm, I'm speaking off of my own opinion and thinking it through myself. I think you could put Moana in there at breakfast and be just fine keeping Lilo and Stitch. I mean, think about it. I mean, right now, you get sure. Mickey. You uh-huh. get Lilo, you get Stitch, and you get Pluto. Is that the four? 
I think that's a four. You could easily take out Pluto and put in Moana and be just fine. I like Pluto. Sure. <laughs> He's at every it. other place, Kevin. <laughs> right, fair enough. There's 80,000 locations to see Pluto. We have one for Moana. They already do it at 1900 Park Fair. They got Absolutely. Yeah. They got Winnie the Pooh. They already do it um, at uh, the one in Boardwalk for the breakfast. They've got uh, Rapunzel and... Uh, the other girl and but anyway they're already mixing the characters in those other restaurants too so it's not like it it's not like the precedent hasn't been set right well and, and think about it like this how many walk around characters can you have from moana you can have moana but who the hell else i mean maui the, i mean no one yeah no one fits those physical dimensions and you can't mm-hmm. really do maui as a suit that really ugh. they got the actual maui and the the statue maui and yeah, the, that, oh yeah the, the roly crump Trump. statue yeah the yeah, yeah roly crump statue yeah but i mean beyond that you can't do hey hey or pua they're too small and they're already on your table uh you can't do <laughs> <laughs> that's good pork hey, too that is awesome pork oh yeah take care of uh you you can't do the cockamora <laughs> they're too small well you the cockamora like, is holding my drink so oh there you, you could do well, like I mean, a yeah. coconut oh that'd be a cockamora like yeah. uh uh, like a like drink. It's like, like a, I'm drinking out of their head, kind of like Indiana Jones. Like, like a pina colada, man. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. Chill the monkey brains. Ooh. Copyright that. Yeah, yeah. Making that it happen. Yeah. 2020. What I mean, who wants a character meet and greet with Grandma Tala or, you know, Chief, uh, what was his name? I, I forget. I'll take a story time with Grandma Tala. There you go. <laughs> there really isn't that many characters from Moana that you could feasibly put in there. So, I mean, outside of her, I think everybody else stays the same. And there are other uh, character breakfasts that do have five characters. You could kind of do like a crazy um, Tafiti thing in the background. Not as a character, but like uh, kind of like what they do in uh, Beauty and the Beast. You know, like projection like, effect? Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, lava and shit. Like, you know, when you go eat in Ohana or something. Kind of like, like they do in the Tiki Room. Yeah, just, I mean, for effect, but not as a character that walks around, no. No, right. I, I think yeah. this is just, just a really on a big platform. You're like, you want me to heat that up for you? <laughs> you know. I think this is just much ado about nothing. I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, Alice in Wonderland is pretty set into the Grand Floridian. Mm. You can find her in the uh, 1900 Park Fair, her and the Mad Hatter are there. You can find them outside in the, in the splash area. They have the Wonderland Tea Party in the Grand Floridian. They do so much character-related stuff and none of it. None of it takes away, in my opinion... I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who hated to see uh, Meisner's uh, Lounge go. Yeah, I'm curious to know what their arguments against it are. Well, I mean, I've been to it, and it's a, it was a nice little lounge, but there's no way it even holds a candle to the amount of elaborate detail mm-hmm. and elegance and, and drink variety and then food that en- Enchanted Rose gives you. I mean, I think, again, it's traditionalist. And I think where it comes from, and I hate to say it because, again, I consider myself to be a traditionalist. And until you prove me wrong, and I think Disney has proven, like I said, that this is something that they can do. I think what the disconnect is, is that a lot of adults look at Disney and the more characters and stuff that they add, the more they, because the, the resorts and everything have always been based upon locations or environments and not so much characters. And so it was always something cool where adults who've been heard all the, you go to Disney World, you still go to, why do you go to Disney? Well, Disney isn't just for kids, and there's all this stuff, and they could take their friends. Like, like we did look, talk about last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, see, see, you come here, and you feel like you're in Hawaii, or you go to World Showcase, and you feel like, you know, you're in Morocco, or whatever it is. 
you can suspend that disbelief in this idea that you know Disney isn't just for kids. And the more they inject characters, and this is just a theory, the more they inject characters, the more I think people are like, oh, they're making it just for kids, and they're excluding us adults who've loved what it was from the beginning. Mm. And I just I think those people are missing because I, I, I appreciate what they did as well. But as a parent now, it's a lot cooler because now when I have a kid and I go to World Showcase, there are things for, for her to look forward to do instead of having to hear every 10 minutes, can we go? Can we go, can we go see a ride? Can we go do something outside of look at shops? Or would, it's time to go back to resort, sweetie. Oh, okay, well, now they're looking forward to it because they're still characters and they're still kid-friendly things to see that remind them that they're still in Disney World even though they're not at the Magic Kingdom. And it's not so overt where it's like, ah, I'm definitely in Disney World. Exactly. You know? We stayed at the... A Disney Hollywood, a Disney Land Hotel, and the sconces are Mickey hands. Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. No one's going, "Oh, why they put a Mickey thing in this room?" It's it's kind of like you are on a Disney vacation. That was me, like in the morning, like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that's how you start the morning." I can't believe they put a Mickey sconce. Oh, I love it so much. Ah. You say like traditionalist? Is it traditionalist or is it just purist? Yeah, I think we're kind of, yeah, six of one, half a dozen oh, yeah, of the other. Are we splitting hairs? Because that's what I thought were the people that were Short having the most problems. Even. Oh, well, you know what, though? Sometimes you got to straighten them out, though. You got you to gotta straighten out the curls. activator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to put the grease on it, you know, keep it slick. You do have to do that. So, you, you know. You know, I'm looking at some of these pictures where they have projected, like, what the carpet may look like. And uh, good with that. I mean, with the short curlies? Yeah, well, they're short and curly, you know? Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, so you, you saw the test rooms then? Yeah, I saw the test rooms. See, stuff. I didn't care for the carpet too much. The colorful carpets? The, yeah, the very, like, they look crazy like, pattern? They look like big leaves that were floating on top of the carpet. They, they even have like a drop shadow to them. Well, you're a Disney podcast, so why you know, shouldn't you not walk under petals of roses and leaves and stuff? Sure, but make it look like the ocean <laughs> underneath it. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That's what I wanted to see. It's like, well, why is this on top of Carpet, like, but then again, maybe it's part of the the. the it's probably just just so you can see what it looks like, right? Yeah. Now, if you put like ocean in, uh, under it, and okay, now we're talking here. I like the color though. I do like that a little splash of color in there, so it's just nothing but brown. I mean, the, the most they can really, like you said though, and I, and I think good on Disney that they're taking this time, this unfortunate time of COVID pandemics and all this other stuff to say, hey, let's just start freshening things up while we can, while there are less people coming in, so then that way we're not losing revenue really bad when yeah, this thing is over. Yeah, impacting the guest experience. Yeah, and it, I, I'm kind of hoping that they take advantage of this uh, time off like to really kind of make some improvements to the extent that they can. Like, I'm not sure what they can do about how small the Tambu Lounge is and how small Trader Sam's is oh. the Grand Grotto over... But, I mean... Two of the best bars on property, and you just can't go over when they want to and just grab a seat and sit there and enjoy a drink. And, and Unless they're just about to close and they're almost empty. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're just about to close and you can't hang out too long. I'm with you on Trader Sam's, a, a Trader Sam's extension. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because yeah. they're cool bars to go to, but then it's like you don't have that spot in of going to them. You have to almost plan and plot. And God like knows every, I don't want to yeah. do the... Well, we had to go there one time and it rained. The and outside they, part? The outside part. Yeah, f*** that. Oh, sorry. But yeah, f*** that. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, but f*** that. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. But I mean, like, they do mobile check-in now. 
Like, so, I mean, there's no reason they can't send you a text message saying, telling you when your table's ready. So do you really need, I mean, people can go wander the resort, boom, zzz, your table's ready, and then go. So maybe you can take that waiting area and and kind of expand the Tambu Lounge a little bit. Mm. So that, that way people who want to just sit out at the bar, like adults who just want to chill, and they don't have kids, and the kids don't want to run around and explore and go see the beach or whatever, yeah. maybe they can go ahead and sit down and have a drink. And, Get that romantic time in. Yeah. Where they chill the adult time, more or less. That's a good point. Expand what you already have. Mm-hmm. Not just a fresh coat of paint. And people forget. Like I remember they had Lilo's Playhouse over there. They did. Yeah, they did. So there was characters involved in the Polynesian as well. Uh, I don't know about you. I mean, Kevin, what did you think about the rooms at the Polynesian? Like before the, are you talking about the, the, the mock-up rooms or just the rooms in general? The rooms in general, like if we go now. Because I kind of felt like they were, for such an amazing, flashy resort. It's kind of like, yeah, like a hotel, like a regular motel yeah. Yeah. Exactly. kind of a thing. They're kind of outdated. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited that they're going to start redoing the rooms over there. Because, I mean, those rooms are just not worth the money, it's the location that you're paying for. Right, right. It's, uh, but the rooms themselves, there's nothing in there that it's makes pretty you pretty plain, Jane, yeah. 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 Thank you, yeah. 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 If you get the room that's close to where you can watch them do the show and watch the dudes spin fire and stuff. Oh, that, that's yeah, pretty that awesome. Was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's how they want, I want them to wake me up. Nah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That would man, I would pump. I'd be pumped up. Now nah, I, I don't. The, the culture would be that. I, awesome. I want my would to come in and do a haka to wake my ass up. I want a girl to come knock on the window in the grass skirt like good morning, sir. How you doing? Like I mean, I'd be happy with that. Just gotta cut those toenails. Well, you just spent the night over here. I don't see you getting up even with a girl <laughs> with a grass skirt. My God, this dude fell asleep like. Must have been like sixteen times last night, because <laughs> uh, he had to, he stayed at my house last night because um, his air conditioner air conditioner yeah, yeah yeah and it's boiling ass hot here right now it's like ninety three degrees in New Orleans and it, so we had a sleepover where it was me and Eli and Eli's daughter Hannah it was it was like being on vacation again it was mm-hmm. so much fun oh the little hurricane sleepover so Eli has his normal schedule where he like he gets home from work like around five he takes a nap until like. Eight nine seven thirty eight yeah uh, seven thirty eight o'clock and then he's up until like four in the morning easily yeah okay so <laughs> last night I was sitting there I was helping Hannah do something and my wife comes in the room like and you could hear Eli snoring because Eli snoring is legendary along with his toenails. <laughs> Toenails and snoring. Ladies, everything you ever want to know in Eli. Listen to this episode, <laughs> listen to the last episode, I'm telling and you. a couple of our vacation episodes, and you, you'll get a good idea of what you're There's good for. points, too. You know, it's just, this is just the stronger points. And I was like, he just keeps falling asleep when I'm talking to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I told him, like, I'm not going to make it. But you know what? With those toenails, you can climb up a coconut tree pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could cut open a lapu-lapu without a problem. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Lee. Uh, anything That's else a good on way that? In this segment, yes. Yeah, let's end it with that. No, I think we, I think we uh, nailed it. If you want to date uh, Eli, shoot us an email at show at magicalway.com. So, the boy John Boyega came out. You know him from Star Wars fame. Came out. No, who is that? Finn. 
Finn. Finn. Jumbo. He's FN90210. Yeah, he's the he's the star trooper that could have had a backstory but didn't have a backstory, that liked one girl that didn't like him, but then some other girl liked him. And he's a this, dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Another star trooper dude. It's an Gosh. enigma wrapped in a pretzel and wrapped in a... Uh, enigma. In a oh, boyega. Whoa, 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 excuse me? <laughs> All wrapped up in a boyega. It's like a baguette, but it's a boyega. It's, it's like a, a boyega. Like a bodega, but, but different. A, right. So, um, so we know who he is. He's one of the three... Right, and uh, he he feels that he's one of the three of the new trilogy. Yeah, that's in case a, you're listening to the future, you have no idea what we're talking about. Or we're talking about the what episodes nine, ten, eleven? No, what was it? How's the numbers? Oh, no, seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. The yeah. ones that we just complain about a lot. Yeah, yes. Uh, so he feels that uh, how do we say this? Non-white actors are pushed to the side by Disney and these last set of uh, the last film. In particular, uh, according the set to that he was in, yeah. Okay, now um, that's 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 some strong stuff. But uh, yes, he says that the filmmakers didn't know what to do with his and other diverse characters in the rise of Skywalker. Join the club, yes. So he says, what I would say to Disney is, do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them push to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. Wow. That's when she was that hard in the movie. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have rooted for him uh, right there. I'd be like, that's right. Fit, get on that. All right. So, uh, so of course, like we said, in uh, Star Wars episodes seven, eight, and nine, he is the runaway stormtrooper. He basically runs away from everything, right? And, you know, he's all about Ray, and, like, we just covered all of that stuff. So he felt that Star Wars was an amazing opportunity and a stepping stone. But he happened to have this to pleasure about the storylines in Rise of Skywalker. He also went on to say, you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. You knew what to do with Adam Driver. You knew what to do with these other people, he told the magazine. And, of course, Ridley is... Ray and drivers Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. right? So you know, but they were they Jedi's. Everybody know what they got to do with the Jedi. It's not like that storyline was that new. I'm sorry, I, I would have to dispute that they knew what to do with Ray, <laughs> and I highly doubt that they knew that Ray was a Palpatine. But I would agree that maybe they knew what to do with Adam Driver's character. I always felt that Adam Driver's character would be redeemed at the end. I always felt like that storyline was going to stay true, and I always felt like Ray was going to prevail. But to say that they knew who her character was, or that she was out. all well fleshed out, I would disagree wholeheartedly. I would say Poe. Poe, they didn't know what to do with Poe. The only thing I never found out about Poe was that he was a spice runner. Yep, he ran spice. He ran yeah, spice. He talked to that hot chick that had no face. That was hot though. The he, eyes. Yeah, back when he was one of the Spice Boys. Yeah, Spice Boys, <laughs> Spice nine hundred two one zero. But he, old Spice. <laughs> I like that. So oh. I'm trying to understand what he said. That, that they didn't. They had no idea what to do with the actors or the characters of color that they had. In so what? Yeah. So he. So he says that he, they knew what to do with Ray and, and Adam Driver's character, but he's going further to say that the filmmakers didn't know what to do with him or Kelly Marie Tran's character Rose, so you know Rose who Yeah, his, right? his love interest, yeah. Uh he also suggested Naomi Aki, uh who is a uh, African American British actress who played Jana. Who's that? 
Exactly. And oh wait, no, no, no. I know who that is. That's that? uh, Lando Calrissian's daughter. Oh, right? his daughter. Oh, she had that real short part. That yeah. Well, a- that's the thing. They never fleshed out what happened with her. Like, the, I, I can understand what he's saying to a point because there's this whole secret that Finn has to tell her, which they ended up confirming that yes, Finn is force sensitive, but we never got to see that. So they kind of cut that journey short. And the same thing with. Lando's daughter that was the whole backstory there that she was supposed to you know when she's sitting there with Lando at the at the end it's supposed to be that that's his daughter if I'm getting the girl's name I might I might even be wrong it might not no, be that's Jenny. fair to say because it doesn't really it doesn't really go in and explain who's who but that's got to be it I mean but- that movie sucked I mean I'm sorry <laughs> like I tried to like like it and I, I felt like they did a good job for what they did but that's the first movie I've ever watched and then I saw it the second time, and it got worse. They crammed a lot of people in that movie. Like no, they, the last, the last, the last, last one, the yeah. last one, right nine, whatever. Yeah. Now, yeah, they, they crammed a lot of people too much. of all nationalities. They crammed them all in there, so it was really hard to start to like somebody new when you hated the people who were in the first two of, like the two before it that preceded that movie. Uh huh. You know, so. Yeah, but he even goes for us to say uh, Oscar Isaac, who's Poe Dameron, he yeah. puts him in that group, too. Of people they got right? No, that they did get Did-they right. Did oh, get he's right. right. They didn't get yeah. him right either. No. He said he was marginalized. But can I tell you, they didn't get Luke Skywalker right. They didn't get Princess Leia right. right they didn't that. get Han Solo right. They only got Chewbacca right because he don't talk. Mas Kanata maybe in that mix? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't get much of her. I don't know. <laughs> Half-assed Yoda. Yeah. Half-assed Yoda. Man, what the hell? You know? I mean, Big eye Yoda. I, I, wonder I if know. She can see it in the future with dip lenses. I wonder if the original stories that they had planned, and I'm assuming they had original stories, had everything fleshed out. And then as they were making the movies, they're like, oh, we got to change, we got to change, we got to change. I think that's exactly what happened. I think, like, I, I agree with part of what he's saying and i disagree with a larger part of what he's saying like i do agree that he was hired for the sake of diversity yeah, yeah, yeah if you look at how they casted that movie it just reeked of we need we want a the a female is going to be the lead yes and then we're going to have an hispanic actor and then we're going to have a, a, black. a black actor yeah. and then we'll have the white guy and coincidentally enough he's the bad guy I'll let conspiracy theorists (laughs) debate whether or not that was on purpose or not. But whatever the case was, is that they aimed to hit every target demographic that they could possibly do. So I do agree with them that they did market it as, hey, we're going to include all these diverse people into it. And I would also agree with the fact that they didn't have a story Mm -hmm. to go along with his character. But his character (laughs) is not alone. There was a whole none of them. None of them really had a story like Poe. I mean, how Poe was supposed to die at first. They changed their mind about that. I mean, I don't know that. I almost feel like they tried, they made it way too big to try to fit into three movies. Their 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 eyes were too big. Well, it's what happens when you make a movie by focus grouping it. You know, it, it's like <laughs> you do your best to go ahead and hit every target demographic. Typical Disney. I said it before. I'll say it again. Typical Disney, play it safe. We're going to hit every target demographic, so we bring as many people. They think they can make movies by math. And more people will want to buy all the merchandise from these characters that right. they'll you know, see themselves funny, as. You say that, it sounds like a very business-type that's approach ex- to it. That's exactly it, and this that's where creative. I think you miss the bigger picture. It's like they try to make movies by math. We hit this demographic, this demographic, this demographic. We bring all these people into there. We present this story. We make it familiar enough to where it 
pretty much echoes the, the movie that they already love, that they're pre preconditioned to love, and then uh, we do enough little new shit here and there to make them pay for it all over again. Right, right. And that is what we got. And then when people are sitting there watching it and they're like, well, I don't see anything new. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to their credit, uh, in the old school stars, which was before, I guess, like you said, before they bought Lucasfilm, there was only... I'll give it as far as say maybe two black people that was in the Star Wars universe. I'm just saying I know it's Lando, but I don't know of anybody else. So there was always that running. Are you talking about the original trilogy? The original, yeah, the original one. No, there was just Lando. I mean, there might have been somebody in a costume. And that's what I'm saying. Like there was, I'm giving two, but there was always that running joke amongst you know the community, black community, where it's like what you know what they say they don't want black people to go to space. We can't be in the future. It's like good lord. So maybe somebody heard that and said, you know what? Let's just make sure everybody gets into space. Yeah, they didn't do him too much good justice, but Lando did fly the Falcon. Now, he did do that. I will say that is one thing I will not fault them on is how they used Lando in the new movies because we got a cameo from Billy D. Williams. Yes, we did. And we saw how Billy D. was... He's he, he good, but he's falling off. There's We've something, never used it for that reason. Yeah, yeah, because there's something off of Billy D., so I have no issues with how they used him mm -hmm. and then that may have been part of the reason why they cut the scene because the acting just wasn't quite there yeah now you can make an argument that 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 they're to blame for that because they waited however many years until we got to the third movie to include billy d yes we didn't have to wait that long i mean that there should have been um, uh, from the beginning there should have been a shot with billy d leia Han. Luke, all the Han, yeah. all of them, all of them should have been together for just one scene, just so fan guys, just for that one moment, have that Avengers assemble moment. Yes, and just can say we saw it all over again, just for that one split moment in time. It was there, and that was all we wanted. And then you could have killed Han however you wanted to kill him, and did whatever you wanted, but just give us that one moment. And the fact that they didn't even know to do that. Tells you everything you need to know about what thought went into this movie, or not, or not thought. <laughs> I was gonna say, right, like, you right. got it. You, you said a great point because I mean, like you know, Lando and Han, they were boys. I mean, yeah. you just heard your boy got shot. You wouldn't wait two movies to show up later and be like, I don't think he even made a reference to that when he was in. No, I, never once. Kind of, I'm kind of with you. I just remember you just be real meek about like oh, I found some other stuff to help us. But yeah, I'd be like, come on, Lando, that's your man. I get it, y'all. Y'all had issues, but y'all worked it out. Yeah, y'all made up for it, like the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So your friend died, and then you know he, they don't let you come back in the movie to at least be like, "Oh, let's 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 pull some Code Forty Five off from a boy or something," you know, just start attacking. Leia, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. I give him a hug. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm so sorry. Sucker. I feel bad. Who did this? You remember a long time ago when I asked Han about how you were doing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Now's our chance, girl. <laughs> I know we're a little older. I ain't gonna watch your son, though. I ain't watching him. Old as wisdom. <laughs> Old as wisdom. So I know how to please a woman. We can't even remember each other's names at this point. <laughs> ooh, so, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I would agree yeah. with a, a portion of what he has to say. A half portion? A half portion. <laughs> Explosive portion. That's perfect. I would disagree with a half portion of what he does say because, uh, yes, I, I, I agree that they used him just as they used 
Who was Rose? Rose was the Asian. Yeah, um, uh, she was like the mechanic uh, thing. Yeah, she whatever. Was the, yeah, she Kelly Marie to, Tran. She had, the, she had the sister. The, yeah. Thank you. I agree that they used all of them for their race and ethnicity in order to kind of sell the film as this diverse community of characters. But because they were trying to do that and include every demographic that they could, and instead of making sure they had a, a good story to tell. I yeah. mean, they didn't even make them badasses, I, I guess, is the thing. Like, anybody who wants to see some version of themselves on the screen, if they want to, they want to see a badass version of themselves. That's it, exactly. You did not get that. No. I want, I want a badass Filipino on that screen. Exactly, right? And John Boyega, I mean, he should know that his character just ran. <laughs> That's what I... I saw that first movie. All you wanted to do was run away. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part of the movie. And at the end, he finally grabs a, a lightsaber and fights. So, okay, you kind of redeemed at that point in time. But, man, just take the money, say thank you, f*** you, and buy. And buy. That's, and that's it. It's, it's, a, it's a thing of... Like, I can't, like, the, an actor can do stuff that we can't do. Like, you can't go on, you, like, you can't do your job and then go on Twitter and say, my job sucks. Exactly. And, and expect to have the job right. or somebody else to hire you after it. Let alone bitch about how you're being exploited. I mean, let me, I mean, like, okay, I was hired because I was black. Okay, you don't think Daisy really was hired because she was attractive? A woman? Well, I mean, not just because she was a woman. I, mean, I do think yeah, they made her attractive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I mean, not just a woman, but an attractive woman. Mm-hmm. And not just an attractive woman, but a skinny, model. physically yeah. built. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you go. Skinny woman. I mean, at, at what point in time you start breaking this down until it comes down to, yeah, there was a set demographic that we wanted to reach, which is fine, hot looking, diverse people. And that's what they did across the board. And that's how they appealed to people. We didn't see too many overweight Jedi's. Yeah, did we? We Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> yeah, we no, no job of the huts around here. Yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're absolutely We're right. Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> it's still an aesthetically pleasing group of diverse people. That's exactly it. That's yeah. very. That's yeah. very fair. I mean, but the, you know, the thing is, is like it's not up to them because you don't see um, Miss Tran and anybody else coming on like, yeah, John Brager, you right? They did us wrong. I mean, they're because not coming out and supporting. They just got their money. And walked away. He was like, I bet you they agree with him now. I bet you they agree that they were misused and cast asunder when Disney like played it safe, played it reactively, and then every single time a movie came out, they took notes and they like, okay, they didn't like this, 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 they like this and that. So we'll just make a next movie and we'll include more of this and less of that, and we won't do this and we will do that, and then boom instant formula for success Sex. and there is no formula for success nope you cannot focus group a story in a movie you can't do it it has to be done by imaginative people with a vision and and, and from that perspective john boyega was right but i mean it it, it has nothing to do adam driver's character sucked uh <laughs> daisy ridley's character sucked the whole thing sucked <laughs> there wasn't any of that that worked out well for any of them I like it like, it all sucked. It all sucked anyway. Uh, you're yeah. right. No, yeah, you're no, right. It, too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, but his, but you know, and then my last point is fine. You, you made a million dollars or whatever off this movie. Go make your own movie, and then bring the diversity that you want in there and tell the story you want to tell. But I bet you it'll be tough for people to watch because, like, every time I watch a movie, that's like, all right, this is. This culturally centric. It's never really an interesting movie, you know. 
And I mean, they're, but they're very culturally centric movies that I find interesting. You know, like if, if you watch um, Black Panther, it's culturally significant. If you watch Malcolm X, culturally significant. Okay. I mean, there are a lot of culturally significant stories, but they didn't let focus groups tell their tale. Lee, what'd you think? Yeah, what you think, Lee? You're right. You're right. No, there's just not much to add. The only thing that I have in my mind is like, look, they didn't do it because of the color of your skin. <laughs> they did it because that was your character. It, the, the, the character was not a good character or didn't, was not an interesting character, not because of you. Lee, can I ask you a question, though? Do you agree with him that they chose him for the color of his skin? Yeah, I, I would like to know who else was in the running for that, right? Did they say, okay, we need five black dudes to, uh, <laughs> Cuba to apply for this job and see who's the best one? Or did they say, hmm, I like this, this Boyega guy. He's much better than Christian Slater. I think he's telling the truth. I think what he said there no, is accurate. He's lying at all. I'm just saying that, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that his issues would not have been the same if it was a different person or a different color. It just was a sh- character and yeah he he was an annoying character he was a wimpy character and you know there wasn't anything to develop there i like that he's speaking out i like that he's speaking out and saying it sucked what they did to me so i mean and then they've immortalized this guy they've given him uh he's in the ride my god is there a finn animatronic uh, to my knowledge yeah, yeah. yeah outside of kylo ren that he's the only animatronic of the three that you see okay there are other people who make appearances via uh, video but yeah. i mean he's the only animatronic that you see so he's kind of uh, immortalized yeah he looks better than ellen degeneres animatronic <laughs> yes <it does. laughs> so, i mean come on man yeah this is tough there's no perfect science to this. No. I think what you said with Black Panther is, is, is a great example in the sense that the characters were, yeah, they were mostly black, but it wasn't like they threw that in your face. If you were black, if you were white, if you were Hispanic, if you were Asian, you can watch that those movies and not feel like, well, this movie isn't for me. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. felt like that story was for you. And that's a thing. And that's where too many movies go awry when you try to force no pun intended. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you did. When man. you try to force it to be diversity for the sake of diversity, yeah. as opposed to there's a interesting story to tell. I have no problem with what he said. I think he said, and I think Daisy Ridley almost uh, said the same. Like ever since I've been in Star Wars, it's now it's difficult. It's more difficult for me to be cast oh, in other movies because she's typecast now. Because uh, she's forever that character. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know that she's forever typecast as just being that character. I mean, Harrison Ford was never defined by Han Solo. And James they, Amos. John Amos. I'm sorry. He was never defined by being James on Good Times. No, I, but I do agree that what she's saying is, is like, ah, you were the helm of these three sh- movies that never really quite caught on with the public. So you as a leading actress is not bankable. Mm. And so I could see her having just as big of a gripe. Like they did me wrong. But all in all, you're dealing with Hollywood actors making millions of dollars. You, know, you took the money. I mean, what do you want us to say? You've made... And you'll continue to take the money. Right. Because not going away anytime soon. You've made yeah. wealth that we could only dream of. And, and, and now you got to turn yourselves into victims for the sake of it. Hey, look, we all agree that the movie didn't do justice. But, I mean, we're not getting our $12 back. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. You at least got paid for this. Or like again, for for like a long, long, long time ago, Richard Pryor and I want to say Jim Brown, football player. They tried to do a movie studio uh-huh. like a long time ago. Do something like that. Get some of these people together that's and then exactly tell the it. stories you you want to do. Yep. I mean, that's that right? Like we know as podcasters, we couldn't like go and jump on somebody else's bandwagon. There was something that we didn't agree with. We said, hey, let's form our own thing, and then here we are. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. There Ooh, you exactly go. It. Well, listeners, uh, let us know what you think about this. Uh, shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin. And here we are in guest services, and this is the segment in which we get to service you, the listener. And it's been quite some time since we've done this, but then again, it's been quite some time since we've gotten an email. So It's been a while. It's been a while. That's right. So we wanted to read this email that we got from a listener, (laughs) and it starts off like this. Hello, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee! Exclamation point. Oh, Lee gets an exclamation point? Yeah, well, I'll, I guess I'll, I'm assuming all four of us because we're on the same line, same sentence. I'm willing to share my exclamation point with you if that will make you happy. I don't want any. I don't know where your exclamation point has been. That's right. <laughs> Social distance from your exclamation points. Yeah, there's at this no, there's no uh, sharing of the exclamation points. Yeah. The pointing that thing at me. Yeah. <laughs> point it, put it back where you had it. Get away from my neck. <laughs> anyway, she writes. She says, my name is Charlotte from Pennsylvania. Charlotte! Hi, Charlotte. Hey. And she says, I have been a long, long time listener. She did two longs. I've been a long, long time listener, and now I am a first time responder. How about that? Long, long time, huh? Hopefully not the last, for sure. And she says, I've listened to what I think is all of your shows, and I have enjoyed every minute. Really? Yes. (laughs) Because we sucked at first. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Charlotte. I mean, we're just moderately listenable now. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Charlotte. You got, you know what's going on, Charlotte. That, that's our best uh, iTunes review, isn't it? Moderately, moderately listenable. listenable. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> we had a lot. No, a lot of people said some really nice things about us. Yes, Thank you. Yes. Well, she says, they have always been my weekly escape. And oh, that's Disney awesome. fix that keeps me going. I always love your bracket shows since they allow me to play along and enjoy your awesome debates and points of view that I never could have thought of myself. And that's what they're there for. Yeah, she likes her. She likes the bracket shows. How about that? She's the one. She's the one. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm glad somebody pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, my husband and I decided to make our own bracket all based on Disney World restaurants. How about that? Well, I well, like that. Yeah, yeah. That must be a huge bracket. It must be a huge bracket. Not going on now if they did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No kidding, right? That's true. That's a short-ass bracket. <laughs> Completely different. That's eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just close your eyes and flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. It's like a round of four. That's it, right? <laughs> that's it. Connect four with restaurants. Well, anyway, she goes on to say, we had a blast making the quote-unquote rules. That's awesome. Picking the categories and, of course, the locations. Oh, wait. So she's done all the legwork. She's done all the legwork. And she even says, we would love to share a bracket with you all to play along if you want or if, you're, if we're interested. Hmm. So that could be interesting. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, about it. We got to see it. We yeah, gotta, we got to yeah, see it. Yeah. yeah, we're going to check it out, look at it. So she already worked out the whole ending, like her and, and the Yeah, they already went through it. They did their things, and now they want to hear our take on what they did. Oh, so she didn't want to participate. She just wants to hear us I do think, it. Yeah, well, I'll read it more in the email, but uh, she kind of that's what I, I, I took away from her email. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. Anyway, so I added some names just to kind of keep some privacy for them. But she says, my husband and I are lifelong Disney fans and lifelong M.O.W. fans as well. 
Both of them. How about I that? like it when husband and wives get to share their Disney I love. I know. They can cuddle in bed and listen to us whisper in their ears. Use some of our lovely terminologies. Put your arm around Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> you look Charlotte deep in the eye. Charlotte, you look at your man deep in the eye. You say, hey, this was for M-O-W. Charlotte's husband. Yeah. Hold her tight and close. Close. Show the love. And whatever you do, Charlotte's husband, please cut your toenails. because <laughs> He married. You don't have to cut them. <laughs> You got it. What are you talking about? That's why you divorced. What? That <laughs> was, that was that why I divorced. Toenail saved the day. Had to cut them sometimes to make some ends meet. Howard Hughes' toenails does not, does not look like yours, man. It's wild out there, you know, keeping it keeping it real. All right. Well, so they're lifelong Dizzy fans and Magic Army fans, so that's great to that's hear. That's awesome. I like that. Yes. And she goes on to say, we started dating in my freshman and his sophomore year of high school in mm. 2005. And have been together ever since. Nice. High school love yeah. is beautiful. Oh, older man by, well, by year. By year. <laughs> if, they, if that much. Sure, I, I'm younger than my wife by like six weeks. And she was born a preemie. Oh. I like to tease her that she's like a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> you go, young boy. That's right. I'm like the trophy. Uh, trophy boy. Trophy, trophy boy. Trophy husband? Yeah. No, 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 no. Trophy husband, that's the one that takes care. No, I'm no, like. They the, take care of you. If you're, if yeah. you're the trophy husband, you're taken care of. And then, like. If she was a trophy wife. Oh, so I use that right. Yeah, yeah. You use it right. You use okay, it right. That's, okay, that's you're the me. Trophy yeah, she's a trophy. Yeah, trophy. you're the trophy. Exactly. You're the trophy. Yeah, trophy. Mm. Yeah, you go. She won a championship. Shine it up, trophy. baby. Shine it up. That's right. It's not a participation model either. I've dated older women before and you know it's, it's a very cool experience yeah well anyway she goes on to say uh, my husband and i started visiting disney in 2010 and married at the grand floridian at 2014 that's awesome. oh my god that's like how about that that is the fairy tale wedding right yeah, there i know i guess she got to read and uh, ride on a cart right right on the cart the carriage can they wear the yeah i would hope that you yeah. don't ride on a cart yeah <laughs> like, here's a here's a box crate to sit on and a mule to pull you Captain marriage. <laughs> a mule to pull you they do it a little bit fancier than that i mean yeah. remember when we went out to the beach with sean yes and we crashed that wedding on the grand floridian that's right oh, i remember that wow yes and they had a buffet yeah we ate yeah that was awesome well, anyway she says we welcomed our son in july 2018 Oh, and they are proud to say that their son, in his two and a bit half years of life, has already been to Disney three times. What? Good that's, on you. That's good parenting. Holy that's, that's good moly! Job. I can't tell you how many parents I like. Oh, I'm waiting until they're 22 to take them. You know, it's, it's always like, yeah, no, six is too young to go to Disney. I'm like, are you f-ing kidding? Yeah. Two, two. Lily celebrated her second birthday in Disneyland. Dude, I took my oldest at six months. Yes, indeed. These memories are for me, not for you. <laughs> the, the kid. <laughs> not you. I'm talking about the kid. Oh. parents didn't take me until I was 30, so yeah, there you go. Oh. And then they, they went ahead and they got a DVC membership. <laughs> Without you. <laughs> That's why he became a travel agent out of spite. <laughs> I'll show them. Well, she wraps up. She says, thank you all so much for everything you do for the Disney community and everything you have done for me on a weekly basis. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Much, much appreciated. Yeah, that's just, is, it's nice. Thank you for listening and thank you for writing and sharing your comments. I'm used to people yelling at us for what we say. Oh, that's yeah, right. trashing us all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. That's a, a compliment is, makes a, you want to keep doing this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I figure a little uh, uh, uplifting uh, email like this would be I'm good. I'm lifted. Mm-hmm. Uplifted and even and she, love lift us up where we belong. And she continues to say, especially now, making a friend laugh is something to cherish. 
You all definitely do that for us. And for that, we can't thank you enough. Please let me know if you'd like me to share a bracket with you. If you would, please feel free to use it on your show or just for fun. Thanks again for all your hard work and sharing the magic we all need. Sincerely, Charlotte from Pennsylvania. It's not hard work when somebody loves it. Yes. And I did reach out to her and say, hey, yeah, send it over. We'll take a look. Yeah, okay. And, you know, if we use it on the show, you'll, you'll be able to definitely hear it. I love her initiative. Like, you know, yeah. How many, we haven't had that many listeners who really have said, hey, guys, I've got a great idea for a show. And this is what I would think to do. And I've done all the legwork for you. All you guys got to do is show up and talk about it. I mean, I like that. I, I like awesome. that a lot. I like that initiative. So, like yeah. It. Yeah, she likes the brackets. That's yeah, awesome. so long as the bracket is yeah. legit and we don't have to worry about getting fussed at uh, by other listeners <laughs> about it not being inclusive enough or whatever the heck. Not enough armadillos. We normally get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still not over that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all fake personalities anyway, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. According to what I think, and that's how we laugh. Yep. Well, Charlie, thank you very much for writing in. And, awesome. Uh, we appreciate the uplifting words, and we appreciate you listening week after week. And we will be looking forward to reading your bracket and hoping we can do this. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll keep you posted. And if any of you listeners out there have come up with a show and fully fleshed it out, want to send it to us? <laughs> yeah, the rest of you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> What have y'all been up to? Yeah. How we crack jokes and we got to do all this work? They have a two-year-old. And they've already produced an entire show for us. What have y'all given us? Hey, Charlotte has raised the bar, guys. Yeah, weekends. Look at that. Olympic style. Long-time listener, first-time writer, and she does. She throws this on us. That's a pretty high bar, I think. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Pretty good. Good on you, girl. She was inspired. She said, "Bam, I'm coming with it too." That's what this is about. She brought it. She done brought it. it. She did brought it. Now we got to see it. Yeah, we got to check it out. That'd okay. be great. Lightning before the thunder. In the thunder roll. Well, like we said, listeners, if you got something for us, we're about to tell you how to get in touch with us in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed those discussions, man. If you want to learn more about us, magicalway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us in the following ways to share your opinion. You can shoot us an email at show at magicalway.com. You can leave us a voicemail via our speak pipe widget on our homepage. Or you can call or send us a text message. Yes, I did say text us at one 815 weekend. That is 1-815-MO-WEEKEND-669-4226. And, of course, we got a couple of guys that do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics. Hey, Rob Liefeld here, Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Eli Ivory. What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out IvoryComics.com. That's right, you. Check out IvoryComics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru, Check out IvoryComics.com, Kamabaguru, Eli Ivory, the whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com, right now. 
Lightfield out. So, of course, you can always go to the Ivy Comic site where you'll see all that good stuff. Like Rob said, of course, there'll always be a link to this podcast so you never miss a beat. You can also follow me on Facebook where I'm there at Eli H. Ivory. So as long as you're a real person and not a bot, it's all good. You can also see artwork from Project Geisha on the Project Geisha Facebook page. So Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Check that out. Instagram, you can find me there. Uh, EIV504 and of course on Twitter I can be found at Hancock10166 so if you appreciate the madness then you're just bringing me the gladness thank you very much and of course if you want to book a vacation to uh, take advantage of any of those discounts that Lee was talking about on the earlier in the show Lee tell them how to do this sir uh, just give me a call at 832-431-1821 that's 832- I got nothing. Just book a vacation, please. 2021 <laughs> is fine. There's no problem. 2020 is already blown just next year. Let's start talking now. <laughs> so, Lee, how do we book a vacation oh, yeah, with you? Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could uh, call that number. You can also email me at lee at magicrway.com. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash lost to travel. That's L-E-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Instagram, you got a friend in the travel. And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no money. Vika. No money. Vika. That's my name for 2012. I'm fine. I'm just, <laughs> that would be my, my, my football fantasy. Team name. No money. Vika. <laughs> Broca Vika. Broca Vika. That's your fantasy football name. Oh, I haven't Vika. seen a dollar the whole year of Vika. Be my kid of Vika. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt your pain. I just heard it. It just came. Your pain of Vika. Pain of Vika. Yes. You got to pay for the pool of Vika. The pool of Vika. <laughs> it's green of Vika. Well, did you know? In addition, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicoway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener, and we love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome to Magic Army Podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today, just like Charlotte. Simple Weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Hey, hey, kebabs. Hey, this is Eli from the Magic Outway Podcast. What I'm not... Podcasting, talking Disney, and drawing. I'm listening to Mad Hatter Radio. Some good stuff.